Hey team, welcome to the Professionally Offensive Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Cabrera. This is the spot where we provide raw, unfiltered insights from some amazing guests. Stand by, you're about to be offended in all the right ways. All right team, welcome to the Professionally Offensive Podcast, and I'm Joseph Cabrera. Today, as you might tell by the audio difference, coming from off-site, all the way from the hills of Tuscany, Italy. And I'll tell you, it is absolutely epic out here. But what I just finished up this morning with my wife was a hot air balloon ride. Now, if you've never done one of those before, I will tell you it is absolutely life-changing. And this is coming from a guy who used to jump out of airplanes for a living. And I'll share with you why. I thought what that experience brought was a lot more than just zooming over the skies. First of all, it's a lot more thrilling than it sounds. Kind of see these balloons. I've seen them from afar before. Just kind of low, slow. I just didn't think that there was much to them. But when you got in and you saw everything from the prep to the actual flight to the execution to the landing, which is very peculiar, um, it's it's a very interesting experience. But two things went through my mind, and I thought I wanted to share it here with you today. One of them has to do with the gentleman Pascal that we ended up flying with, and I'll talk to you a little bit, talk to you a little more about him second. The first thing I thought about was the perspective I got from being up that high in a hot air balloon. And it got me thinking about running organizations and leadership as well, and just how this was a really good reminder of the things that us as leaders should be thinking about how we think about things how we see things. So as we got to elevation or altitude uh, on the hot air balloon, what you realize is how things slow down. The funny thing is you're still moving. You're still moving forward. You still have um, you know, the effects and the environment, the wind around you. But as you look down on the earth, everything kind of just slows down and becomes a lot more clear and your aperture opens up quite a bit. So as you're closer to the ground, see fast-moving cars, you see roads, you see animals, you see the trees moving. But as you continue to pick yourself further and further up, you really get to see things slow down a little bit. But when you see things slow down, then inversely, you actually see more of it. And it got me thinking about, as a leader, how often we are in the minutiae all day long and in the weeds, which is important to some extent. But I think about how much better we can make decisions if we were able to slow down, take a bird's eye view of what's going on, remove ourselves from the day-to-day inputs, and really look at what is going on with our organizations. I think what we'll find, similar to a hot air balloon ride, is I saw things much more clearly, and really what I saw was a lot of things I'd never seen before. Right, I saw hilltops, new ridge lines. I didn't realize how the terrain changed even just around in my surroundings. You know, immediately where we were, you see the mountains and the hills that are around you. But as you elevate, you realize that that is only a portion of the region. The other half of the region is a little more flat. And you also realize that the way the road networks operate are actually quite uh, interesting. I mean, when you're driving on these Italian roads, they can seem very windy. But as you zoom up, you realize like, wow, these things are actually a lot more, yes, they're windy, but if you look at the overall picture, it's just a lot, it's a lot more straight than you think. These are just a couple examples of the perspective you can gain by zooming yourself out and really taking a look at 
what it is that you're what what it is that you're actually operating in. So the thought that went through my head and what I wanted to share with you all today is is it is critically important. It reminds me that we all need to take a step back from time to time, really zoom up and kind of let things slow down a little bit and let ourselves really see what's going on in our organizations, in our families, in our teams. And then I think we'll have a better perspective and clarity of what we need to do next. Um, and slowing down doesn't mean that you're stopping moving forward. That entire time that balloon was still moving a direction. So I found it really interesting just on the perspective you can gain from just zooming out. Secondarily, I want to talk about the gentleman that we flew with today. So we had no idea. We just kind of, there was actually a group of, we show up and is amazing. There is a group of eight or so balloons that can hold, they have a basket that can hold up to about eight to 10 passengers. And uh, all the balloons are kind of partially inflated. So we jump in one of the balloons there and we didn't realize we had jumped in um, with a, we didn't realize, and we just kind of walked up to a balloon they pointed us to and we jumped in. And, and what we didn't realize was the group that we were with was really great. Everybody got along really well. And then we just began to fly. And after we were done with that entire trip, we got back down, we jumped to, to the, um, I think it's called a balloon captain. I'm gonna call it a balloon captain, the gentleman there, Pascal. We jumped into his Land Rover Defender and uh, that's where he took us back to our starting point. And as we were driving, uh, it was a little bit of a trip to drive back to where we started, uh, where we initially took off. And so I decided to just kind of chat with him a little bit. And this gentleman was impressive. Um, and let me tell you just a little bit about his story and just kind of why it makes me always smile inside to meet people uh, from all over the world. And you get to learn a little bit more about what they are and who they are. But as I started chatting with Pascal, what actually really kind of interested me is, is just how he got into hot air ballooning. And so I asked him, you know, how he got into it. And, and Pascal goes, well, you know, I always imagined these things were a bit peculiar and uh, not very uh, interesting. You know, they were, I mean, they were interesting, but not in a way that I wanted to be involved with. He says, I actually always enjoyed flight and flying regular type of airplanes or at least interested in that stuff. But for my birthday one year, I was given a hot air balloon ticket, so I kind of had to go, and I got in. And, goes, and from there, I realized how it was a different form of flying because you could stay so close to the trees. You could actually move at a pace that allowed you to enjoy what was around you. And he also demonstrated that it was more of an art, which I could tell that as he was up there navigating the balloon, the one thing that he kept saying was, we have to let Mother Nature kind of dictate what we're going to do, and we do our best to dance with it you know, with her in this regard. So that was impressive because there's no boosters or there's no, you know, propeller that or rudder. You kind of have to use the wind and the different altitudes on how the wind direction is going to guide the balloon. And so what he mentioned was that you'll land in places sometimes you definitely didn't intend to and you just got to be competent enough to figure out how to land. As a matter of fact, where we landed was literally about as wide as the basket was, maybe a little bit wider between a road and a vineyard. And so he was able to precisely lay it down there, which was probably a whole nother story. But as I got to talking to him more and more about the hot air balloon and just how he got into it, he says, well, you know, I took it a step further and I said, well, I want to learn how to fly these things. So he went to school for it. And then after that, he said, I want to take it even further beyond that. Um, he says, you know, there's a lot of tourism out here. And he goes, you know, I was in the music industry, built instruments and those things. He said, but I, I actually really enjoyed what I was doing. And I wanted to share that with more people. And so I decided to go get a commercial license. 
Um, and that takes hours and hours and hours of, of testing and, and check rides and things of that nature. And he's been doing it ever since for 15 years. And what I asked him, what was really interesting is as he was talking about it, you could tell he just lit up about it. We were talking about that and we were talking about his Land Rover Defender, which we were just saying how they don't build things as um, simple and, and, in my opinion, beautiful and elegant as they used to. And just that roaring and rumble of that diesel engine in there was, was a whole nother thing. Um, but what we landed on is, I didn't, I didn't realize this at all, but as I was talking to Pascal, who first of all is, is fluent in German, is fluent in Italian, is fluent in English, you know, is just a very well-rounded individual who's just a very simple man flying this hot air balloon. Um, and as he was talking about his journey, he goes, and you know, and now we have, you know, and I asked him how long they fly, and he goes, well, now we fly eight to nine months out of the year. He goes, you know, the winter is actually a really great time to fly, but people often find it kind of cold, but it's clear. Um, he goes, and, and 15 years later, you know, we've really enjoyed ourselves, and it's really been a great thing to be a part of, and, and now we have 12, a fleet of 12 balloons. And what I realized in that moment as he said that was that he was the one who owned all the balloons that were there and beyond. And I always find myself, I don't know what it is, but just fascinated and, and always magnetized towards entrepreneurs, especially the ones that find themselves in a position that in a way they didn't intend to get there. But because they followed their passion, they followed something that pulled at them, they were able to create something meaningful. I mean, here's an individual that, can you imagine maybe in school saying he wanted to be a hot air balloon pilot? Like that's something that I would imagine today if you heard some youngster say they wanted to do that, you'd almost balk at it, right? Like it would be like, that's not a real job. Well, I would argue that I just did some quick math in my head, but whatever money he's bringing in, and those balloons were full, maxed, and you have to reserve them well in advance. Imagine with a fleet of 12 balloons that can hold up to um, the smallest ones was like two to four people all the way up to an 18 person basket. Just do the math on that. Uh, you can, you'll find out quite quickly he runs a very successful business. But he runs it successfully in the thing that he felt natural to gravitate to and pursue. And it, again, just another reminder, in addition to perspective and zooming out and slowing things down and seeing what your organization actually looks like, the other thing it always reminds me of is following the things that naturally pull you away, I think is highly critical, especially for entrepreneurs. Somebody who is going to go the distance and go 15 years and create a fleet of 12 balloons, it's not somebody who's probably was thinking overly about the ones and zeros, but they were thinking about pursuing a passion through and through and through that eventually led them to where they are now. And you can just tell that a lot of probably why people come back or recommend their company was because of the energy Pascal possessed um, and oozed. But he did it in such a elegant, non, kind of a very humble way. But you could tell that this was something that he really, um, enjoyed and it was something that was a strong part of his dna and so as we got done with the balloon ride it was just left a smile on my face not only because the flight was amazing but it also left a smile on my face because it made me realize that no matter where you are in the world and what you're doing an entrepreneur is an entrepreneur is an entrepreneur and the best ones find a way to effortlessly live their passion but what you find, I imagine that he has operations, that he has finance, that he has you know, uh, maintenance and all the things of the balloon. 
But you could just tell that there wasn't a part of his body that didn't enjoy those things. And what he was able to do is continue to grow it in a way that he felt probably best synergized with who he was as a person. So the, the smile that was left on my face was primarily because I really enjoyed learning about an entrepreneur who really, in my mind, did it the right way. You know, and you could tell, I mean, it wasn't a young man. So it was somebody who probably went through a couple different trials before he got to where he got to. And I imagine making that decision to eventually go, you know what, I really like this random birthday present that I got. Let me go deeper into that. And sometimes that's what happens in our life. We don't always find it right away. But when we do find it, I wonder how often do we decide that, nah, that's not what the world would want me to do. That doesn't seem like a real job. That doesn't seem like something that was the best use of the experience I had before. And I think that if a lot of us pursued that more, we might not only be able to give ourselves the best opportunity to be happy and content in what we're building, by still working hard, but still enjoying it. But I wonder how much more joy we would bring others, taking them along that journey that we also enjoy as well. So if y'all are ever in Tuscany, highly recommend uh, these folks here at Tuscany Ballooning. It was just an absolutely epic experience. And again, I always find myself pinching myself because what were the odds that I, me and my wife were able to get in the balloon that was the owner of all the balloons and I got to pick his brain for a little bit. Honestly, if I could push record up there on the balloon may have been the coolest podcast ever, but you guys are gonna just have to settle for the post notes on that. Hope you all are enjoying yourself wherever you are in the world. If you haven't made yourself over to Italy, please do. Life-changing. And we will talk to you all very soon. This is the Professionally Offensive Podcast. You can catch us on all platforms. JC out.